0: A driver and a brakeman who have never been to the Olympic Games before. It's 27-year-old Mariama Jamanka and Lisa Buckwitz. Germany
1: slips behind the United States by over a tenth of a second. This is the crucial part
2: of the course and a really good line. Hits
1: the line and yes,
2: they are dizzy heights. Mariama Jamanka's first time on top of the podium is as an Olympic champion. Welcome to Flame Bears, the woman athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with reigning Olympic gold medalist Mariama Jamanka of Germany about her underdog gold medal in Pyeongchang and what it's like being a woman of color bobsledder.
1: Hi, my name is Mariyama Yamanka. I'm a bobsled pilot and I'm Olympic
2: champion. There are two reasons Mariama never expected the words Olympic and champion would describe herself. First, she started bobsledding only nine years ago when she was 22. So she had this mentality that people with more experience had a leg up. It makes sense.
1: I was always doing sports like
2: different kind of sports because my
1: mom said I was so active as a child. So I started with swimming and then ballet, dancing, tennis and then like karate, like fighting Mm -hmm. and everything. I was doing track and field in school and then my coach asked me if I want to do bobsleighing or if I want to try it because I'm more of an action type person, I always loved doing more adrenaline
2: stuff. Bobsledding is an awesome sport for adrenaline junkies with average top speed for elite sledders around 83 miles per hour. If you're not familiar with the sport, it involves either one person, so that's monobob, two or four people on a sled racing down an ice track. International Bobsleigh and Skeleton Federation Secretary General Heike Grossvang describes what she considers to be the three pillars that are most critical in the sport. The one is
3: the physical strength. Everybody can see it's the push start and, and your general physical strength. The second one is the technical aspects of the sled, of your equipment, your runners, everything, the bobsled itself. You set up sleds differently depending on the shape of, of the track. And the third one is, is the human being, as I would say. So your personal skill as a driver your talent if you want to say it, but also the the one of your teammates how do they match with the pilot is it a team that that is you know must be on the ones that show harmony on the other side they must be competitive and you know really want to to fight for the best and then if these three, three pillars come together they have to slide down an ice track where you cannot break once you start the only way you get out is at the finish and then you go down the track with 140 kilometers an
2: hour Mariama's first experience in a bobsled was somewhat terrifying. But she never looked back.
1: I was training with a training group in Potsdam. It's a city nearby Berlin with a training group. And we went all together to Oberhof. And yeah, there was a pilot and we get on his sled and went down one by one. And I was the second or third person. And I went down and it it was just like a roller coaster. It was so crazy. You can't imagine it because you don't see anything. They told you you can watch the whole way down, but you can't keep your head up because of the speed and the pressure and everything. So it knocks your head down and you're just sitting there and then you get hits from left and right and up and down and you don't know where you are. And then it's over and you're just like, what happened? (laughs) Next day, I couldn't move my head around because my uh, neck was so stiff
2: despite the stiff neck she kept at it and then she started to get good like really good it was fun and everything but i never
1: thought of going to the olympics in this sport because i thought no there are so many so good athletes they are so crazy and i mean in the women's suite we have like kelly humphries or elana micella they went on top level when i started bobslaying and there's They were so good and Olympic champions and world champions. And then I started getting it better and better. And then I started my first World Cup season as a pilot. And this was the first time I saw them in real life. And I was like, oh my God. And And then, yeah, I went newer and newer and I was closer and closer to them. And then the first times it was possible to beat them, Then we went to the Olympics and it was just like, wow. Oh my God, I made it.
2: And then there's the second reason that Mariyama never expected Olympic champion to describe her. In the 2018 Winter Olympics, the woman Germans bobsled team wasn't really supposed to medal at all. They were definitively underdogs.
3: The Germans did not medal at the 2010 Vancouver Games. They did not medal at the Sochi Games. A lot of pressure on this young German.
1: We had three German sleds uh, in this time in the World Cup service, and we had, two of us were, were pretty strong. And for the Olympic season, our coaches told us that they will switch the teams and change the brave woman all around because. They wanted to have the strongest team for the Olympics because it was so important for us to win a medal after Sochi because in Sochi the Germans won no medal in bobsleigh and that not good. It's not good enough. So they switched teams and it was definitely because they
2: wanted to have one strong sled. Mariama's sled was not the top German sled.
0: Stephanie Schneider of Germany, starting just her eighth World Cup race as a driver in race number seven, she
2: had won by 2600 to claim her second straight gold medal and her first European Championship gold. Going into Pyeongchang, Mariama was in what was considered the second German sled with Lisa Buckwitz as brake woman,
1: and we went to the competition just like, yeah, okay, we are not the favorites. We are. I never won a medal or a first place. Our victory in Pyeongchang was the first moment and it was the most important moment in my career, I guess. And it was just incredible for us because it was a bit surprising for for us and for all of our teammates because we weren't Germany 1 and everything. The moment was very intense and crazy. and we I, I had to work on it for a month because I couldn't believe it.
2: I asked Secretary General Grosvang what it meant for Mariama to win gold.
3: I could tell it was a combination of pure satisfaction and also surprise. It was a very emotional moment in, in the Finnish area. I mean, for everybody who attending the Olympics already, you, you achieved something. But then winning the gold medal, it, it's a very, very special moment. It's a complete flesh of satisfaction, of release, of all the pressure that comes down, but of, and, and at the same time, happiness and just overwhelming.
2: Mariama is now on her way to Beijing, along with teammate Alexandra Berghardt, who's also a big deal. Berghardt was Germany's fastest Olympian in Tokyo this past summer, having competed in the 100 meter and the 4x100 meter relay. Here she is on getting into bobsledding.
1: I've been asked uh, to ride uh, the sled with Mariama or with any other German girl uh, before. So in the end, yeah, now I'm here in the middle of winter and ice and, but I'm really enjoying it. So you are not regretting your decision? No, definitely not. It's it's much fun and uh, even more fun than I expected.
2: The duo is hopeful about what's in store for them. Thankfully, according to Mariyama, the track in Beijing is not an incredibly dangerous one, which can sometimes be the case. But even if it was, it probably wouldn't face her. It's dangerous sport. That's kind of the fun. And Mariama is an advocate for more women to join the sport. Recently, she participated in a social media campaign spearheaded by American bobsledder Aja Evans to encourage more women to join bobsled. Their video campaign is almost entirely visual, but it paints a powerful message of women who are strong, fit, and embrace their femininity. Mariama, what's it like to be a woman bobsledder?
1: It's a bit difficult because especially bobsled is a very it's a very hard sport. You have to be strong, you have to be and you have to be heavy. To be honest, you are not the small type of athlete. And for most women, it's a bit difficult because that's not the normal body type. You're not the small skinny girl. Nearly every woman struggles sometimes with her body and everything. Yeah, and me too. Because as I said, you have to be strong and heavy. I, and I have muscles. I have muscles in my legs in my arms. and. It's not what I would prefer to look like, but for me, it's just like, that's what I need for my sport and I love my sport. And so my my body is doing his best for the sport and that's okay for me. My body's working for me, so I'm proud of it. But that's what I like about the sport because there are so many ad- women and so many female athletes who are strong and they are proud of themselves because of that, because. They can do whatever they want. They can go into a gym and move more weights than the normal men. And I guess that's important because you you can show people that even if you're a woman, you can do whatever you want.
2: Then there's the additional layer of being a woman of color in the sport. There is some diversity given that many bobsledders come from the world of track and field which tends to represent more people of color. But there's still a long way to go.
1: It's definitely not not 50-50 or not that much represented like in other sports, but I guess it's on a good way. I guess because of our origin in the track and field, we have more people recognizing, hey, I can do this sport also, even if I'm not in a typical region where you do this sport.
2: Region is a major factor for where geographically winter sports are even possible. It's one reason the 1988 Jamaican bobsled team was such a big deal and is what inspired one of the most popular Olympic movies.
0: Feel the rhythm! Feel the rhyme! Get on up! It's
2: bobsled time! Cool! If you think about it, a large portion of the world isn't exactly located in areas where winter sports are conducive to participate year round. And that's kind of what's necessary to compete at the elite level.
0: I literally count the number of Black people that I see at the Winter Olympics. I've done the Salt Lake City Games and uh, Vancouver, Pyeongchang. So this will be my fourth or fifth one. Just because it's just, it's so rare to see someone of color and then to see someone of color who has a chance to win a medal. It's pretty amazing.
2: This is Jerry Brewer, a national sports columnist for the Washington Post. He shares more of the factors surrounding representation in winter sports, which according to Mr. Brewer, goes beyond race. He says it starts with class.
0: When you think about the winter sports, there is a certain quality of life that you have to have just to be able to afford skis and and, and those kinds of other things. So you start there that even, you know, when you take race out of it, like there is just kind of a select group of people who are interested in winter sports and can afford it. And then you also add like the regional component. There's only so many places to experience those sports. And then, then when you add the racial component, a lot of African, African-American, so on and so forth, are from warmer climates. So that adds to it as well. Once you get over how cold it is, you do look at these things and you see the athleticism and the power and so on and so forth. If we had access and an interest in the sports, I think a lot of athletes could be really attracted to. Some of these, but everything is just so ingrained in society generations ahead of us that it's like we don't do that.
2: Mr. Brewer, given that you've been writing about diversity in sports for over a decade, have things changed at all?
0: I think more people are understanding that these stories need to be told. What hasn't changed, however, is that I think that the stories are still rather generic and we still celebrate these random accomplishments as like a moment in which there's gonna be this paradigm shift and it just doesn't work that way. So every time I see any of these Olympians, I think about the nations, you know, forget about, we always celebrate the medalist, you know, the best of the best of the best, but just being able to see, you know, a Nigerian bobsled team, a Jamaican bobsled team, you know, continuing the tradition, that, in me, it creates this, this sense of pride, but it also creates this kind of urgency in terms of like, what else is possible if we cared more? And we, we have to, you know, in winter sports more than anything, it is very indicative of a society in which everyone does not start at the same place. Diversity and, and evolution of the athlete, it's going to happen. And you can either put up barriers to keep it from happening or you can support it and you can make the sport that much more vibrant and interesting. That's where I think we're with the Winter Olympics, the diversity and those diverse moments of the game and it makes all the athletes better.
2: In closing, As the Beijing Olympics are just around the track, Mariama and her team are staying in great spirits, despite the continued spread of COVID.
1: We are just so happy that the Olympics are going to be in February and that we have the chance to go to the Olympics. And because of that, I guess most of us are just like, okay, it's not easy. But even with corona, even without spectators or family members who are coming to the Olympics, we have the chance to have our biggest competition, and that's what Mm -hmm. keeps us motivated.
2: As we all prepare to tune into the Olympics and Paralympics, let's think about who we're not seeing in Beijing. Who are the athletes who could take these sports to the next level and make them better for everyone? If you're already thinking about getting on the track yourself, here's what Mariama has to say to you.
1: Definitely try it because it gives you so many opportunities and options and don't be afraid. Bobsleigh is a sport where you learn to know your own boundaries and you learn that you will fail, but it's okay because it can only grow when you fail. And when you're doing mistakes, it's totally fine. Everybody's doing mistakes, just keep trying. Because you will never know how good you could be.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bears, the women athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. For more behind-the-scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for Flame Bears. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a positive review. We'd really appreciate it. If you missed last week's episode with U.S. figure skater, Brady Tennell, go back and give it a listen. Stay tuned for next week's episode with the first Malagasy woman to compete in the Winter Olympics, Mia Clark. Thank you to the Harvard Kennedy School's Women in Public Policy Program and the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group, within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator program. Last but certainly not least, thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support. We'll catch you on our next episode.